0: Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What's up, everyone? It is David Mailer here, the Man on Fire Mentor, and as always, welcome and thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life and be of service to you guys. Whether you found us through YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or another social platform, it's always an honor and a privilege to be of service to my fellow brothers. All right, if you're new to us, here's how it works. There will always be a topic of the day. Or of the week. And then I will also go over some questions that have been submitted into our private Facebook group. And the topic this week is here's why you, yes, you get triggered. And before we take a deep dive into that topic, let me address a few of the questions that were previously submitted during the week in our private Facebook group. If you ever want to have something answered by me, get a little support, then make sure you join our free Facebook group and you submit your questions in our announcement thread and I will always come on during the week and make sure that your question got addressed and got handled. Now this first one is a long question, so just stay with me here and I'll do everything in my power to answer a few guys. So this gentleman writes, my wife and I are in limbo between separation and divorce. I'm bouncing back and forth between our house, which I told her and the kids they could live in and sleeping on random couches of friends and family. After listening to many hours of your videos, I found the reason why she fell in love with the independent me, the me that I was before we got married. And when we got married, the masculine me. At some point during our marriage, I started pouring 100% of me into her and completely lost who I was. She said she feels like she has to tell me how to be a husband now. And she's absolutely right. Since then, she has always been on her phone, completely distant from me, blocked me from every form of social media. I have these voices in my head screaming that she's talking to another guy, that she always sneaking, she's always sneaking around and hanging out with them, which is completely uncharacteristic of who I was. I confronted her about this around two months ago and she assured me that there was nobody else. In a complete moment of weakness, I went through her phone and about three weeks ago, she fell asleep and, found, and I found absolutely nothing. I was so overwhelmed with embarrassment that I admitted to her the next morning what I did and expressed how ashamed I am and how pathetic I felt. She was so mad at me, and rightfully so, that she's been completely snappy and short with me since. She is an amazing woman, and I know she isn't hiding anything, but I keep thinking that she is. There is a constant battle between my head and my heart. How can I shut down my head and focus on my heart? when it seems like my head is screaming the loudest. All right, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question submitted by this gentleman. So let me uh, give a few things for you guys to know. Number one, I'm not really here to tell you what to do in life. Uh, I prefer to be able to ask you questions to get you to really think more deeply and to tune into the truth inside of your heart. So when I answer your questions, it's not a black and white answer. It's more generalized information that I think will serve you guys as men and help you show up more powerfully in every phase of your life, especially in your relationships. So here's what I'm really hearing in this gentleman's share. And this is very common for so many men that when we get married, Uh, It will bring up parts of us that had laid dormant. It will bring up the shadow. It will bring up the darkness. It will bring up the insecurities. It will bring up the unworthiness. It will bring up the feelings of being not good enough and unlovable and feeling isolated and feeling alone. That's what marriage does. It invites new parts of you to be mirrored back to you because your wife will serve as a mirror to you. And what ends up happening for many men is the next thing you know, we become jealous or we become the pleaser or we become the yes man or we turn her into mom, and we're constantly looking for her approval and we're walking on eggshells, tiptoeing on broken glass, or maybe you become this steamroller where you're all in your head and she can't feel you and you're this gaslighter, or maybe you are the rock where you refuse to get vulnerable and you can't feel and you're stuck in your head and you're just trying to hold it all together. But either way, it's all an act. It's all masks that you're wearing that are taking you away from being the most authentic version of yourself. This is what happens in marriage. So there has to be a level of empathy and compassion that you have for one another and a recognition that, hey, during this marriage, we're going to bring up parts of ourselves that we might, be, uh, we might not be proud of or ashamed of. Let's have compassion. Let's have empathy. And let's be in this for the long haul to be mirrors for one another to do growth. That's how my wife and I are. We are in a conscious relationship, practicing the art of love, growing closer together, learning to love ourselves, learning to love each other and grow closer to God. That's what relationships for me. And that's what marriage is all about. So with all of that said, what happens for many men is that you get into this hypnotic state of complacency. You are okay with being ordinary or average or bland or neutral or fair or good. And you fall into that hypnotic state and you don't realize that you haven't been growing. Or maybe you've never really had to consciously choose growth in your life because maybe something never fell apart. Maybe you hadn't gone through a separation or a divorce or had a health challenge. And so more often than not, things will show up in your marriage to alert you to the fact that, hey, you've been asleeping, You've been sleeping and we need to wake you up. And the wake up call that's in front of every man is do you want to grow? And what I mean by grow is you want to up-level your consciousness, your frequency, your wavelength, your vibration. Do you want to become a new version of you that's up that can handle life from a totally different lens and can take on greater levels of responsibility? And it's for the man that hasn't grown himself that what will show up in his relationship ultimately will be neediness, will be codependency. There'll be an intertwining of the strings where you've attached your self-worth to things that are external to you. Now, that's a problem. Because if you're bringing this into the relationship, where you're needy and you're codependent, and you haven't built your center enough, you haven't rooted yourself like a mighty oak tree, you're not connected to your power, you're not trusting your intuitive guidance, you're not connected to source, it will show up in the relationship, it will show up as jealousy, it will show up as anxiousness, it will show up as needy, it will show up as unworthiness, you'll be clingy, and you'll be codependent. And this is what is happening most likely for this gentleman. So then next thing you know, the pirates take over your mind, that voice in your head that you listen to, and it takes you to this island called Skull Island, which is, let me show you how to screw up your life, as opposed to the island of your choice, you know, the island that is created by your destiny or how to fulfill your destiny, the island of freedom, the island of fulfillment. But most men have not taken over the helm of the ship. You have not become the captain of your own mind, the master of your own mind and you are not in control of your life. And so it shows up in an area where there's a great deal of vulnerability, a relationship, and that's what's happening here. So his question is, you know, how do I go from my head to my heart? How do I do that? And the simple answer is, you have to be willing to feel all the emotions that you've been running from. You have to be willing to face your jealousy, face your anxiousness, face the feelings of being unworthy or not good enough. You have to dive right into the center of all of those feelings. And in doing so, they can't own you, right? Because whatever you are not willing to face or confront, whatever you're not willing to fully be with, whatever you're not willing to value, these emotions need to be valued. Feeling unworthy, feeling jealous, feeling guilt, feeling shame, feeling that you're unlovable. These emotions are priceless and precious because they only take seconds to minutes to feel. But if we make them wrong, then we're going to try to outrun them a good portion of our life. And you can't outrun things. Whatever you don't face, whatever you don't feel has ownership over you. Whatever you don't value has ownership over you. So all these emotions that we keep trying to get away from, they keep sneaking up on us and they show up in our relationships. That's the easiest place for them to show up because you've never valued them. So here they are in front of you. So the easy antidote and simple solution, because men always want solutions. They want to know how to fix it, right? Tell me how to get there and tell me the fastest path to get there well the fastest path is you have to face your demons you have to face the shadow you have to face the darkness you have to face the lion that's breathing its breath on you you have to turn around and face it now at man on fire in our different coaching programs We actually teach you guys how to do this. We teach you how to feel these emotions. We teach you how to use your hands and put them on your body and locate where you're storing these emotions and how do you dive into the center of them and go and face and feel them where it takes seconds to minutes and they no longer own you. They no longer consume you. They're no longer running your life. And what's an outcome of that is you become more free. You become more independent. You're able to engage in relationships where you're more in your power, less needy, less codependent, less externally sourced, For validation, you know who you are. From this place, a woman will feel the safety to reveal her heart to you. She'll open to you. There'll be more intimacy because she's not having to be your mom or she can fully trust you because you have chosen a life of growth. This is why we always invite you guys into the Man on Fire coaching programs beyond our free social platforms that you might have found us on. We have coaching programs. And each coaching program progressively offers more support more challenge and more accountability to you depending upon how deep you want to go into your own personal growth we have programs that support you at different levels all right so before we dive into here's why you get triggered why don't we address one more question we'll go to one more question here we go this gentleman writes i'm a truck driver and my marriage is falling apart because i thought i thought i was doing everything right but i'm not i'm on the verge of separation and i don't know what to do I was not giving my wife the attention and affection that she needed. Now that I'm starting to show more and give it 110%, I don't know if it's too late. My wife said she wasn't happy about six weeks ago. And a couple of weeks ago, she said she wants to separate. All right. So for all of you guys that are posting, uh, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being visible. Thank you for exposing yourself to us. Thank you for letting me serve you. And for allowing all of us to grow together as men. We all know that men rise with challenge, iron sharpens iron. And what men need more is support, they need challenge, and they need to be held accountable to their true potential. So the first thing that I want to bring to this gentleman's attention and to share with you guys is, you know, more often than not, when a woman says, I want to separate or I want to divorce or I'm not happy, more often than not, she's been holding on to that way longer than you think. This gentleman writes, you know, six weeks ago. No, I can promise you it could have been five years ago. Most of you don't speak up for a long period of time. Or in a woman's case, she will bite her tongue. Or she did speak up and was falling on deaf ears. And most of the men that I've worked with, you know, over the past 10 years, it had been going on for 5, 10, 15, even 20 years, where the wife was trying to get your attention. And yes, you were providing. Yes, you were protecting. But you weren't being present. You weren't bringing your masculine presence and you didn't learn how to deeply penetrate her. Not physically, I mean, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So there's a lack of trust. There's a breach in the trust that she has for you. If she's not seeing you grow and if she's not seeing you be more present and if you can't bring more depth to her, more emotional penetration and um, get through to her soul and to her spirit and appease her mind and, and really help her feel emotionally safe, It's hard for her to open, it's hard for her to be vulnerable, it's hard for her to be in her heart with you. I mean, deep down, guys, women want to be with a man that wants to choose a life of growth. Not, you know, the days of just being a provider and a protector are simply not enough. The question is, do you want to be one of the guys that wants to up-level, that wants to grow, that wants to see beyond the lens through which you've been viewing life? Do you want to climb to a higher mountain peak? Do you want to allow the invisible to become visible? And are you really consciously aware that you've been sleeping to some degree, and do you consciously truly want to wake up and grow and up level your responsibility and your commitment in your life and be of greater service to others? It's not for everybody. No offense. Uh, you know, there's no judgment if somebody doesn't want that. But for the guys that want that, you know, Man on Fire is absolutely a great community to start exploring because we are here to challenge and stretch you and help you be uncomfortable because your growth begins at the end of your comfort zone. We all know that growth and comfort are not friends. So I would first challenge this guy and say, hey, I I challenge you that this has been going on longer than you think. And the thing that we need to do as men, if we wanna be able to move forward in a relationship, the first thing we have to do, aside from choosing to grow ourselves, is we have to recognize that this isn't gonna be an overnight process. And we have to be committed to a life of growth. And we have to dive into and face all of the betrayals that we have placed in the relationship. And I don't mean through the lens of fault and blame, like, well, what about her, isn't it her fault? Or what about, why is it all my fault? I'm not talking about fault and blame. That's a right and wrong conversation. Nobody wins in that world. I'm talking about conscious ownership and responsibility for where you dropped standard as a man and where you're not showing up in your full capacity where you could have given her more and recognizing that everything that's showing up in your relationship is in relationship to how you've showed up. And from that place, you can take conscious ownership. You can take conscious responsibility and you can start to make change. So the first thing that I would always recommend to a guy is go and retrace where all the betrayals were. And for many of you, it goes all the way back to pre-wedding or during the wedding or thereafter. And you think that she's forgiven you because you dished out an empty apology that came from your head, not your heart. You didn't have the empathy and compassion to really get with what was going on for her. And next thing you know, You're 10 years later, five years later, 20 years later, she's still holding on to those things because you haven't cleaned them up. So what's happening in present moment time is still attached to the past. So it has more, more energy inside of it. And so for you to be able to powerfully move forward and making changes now, you still need to go and excavate, be the professional archaeologist and dig up the past. And start cleaning up all the windows, all the tabs that are open on her computer, shutting them down one by one by addressing them by bringing emotional maturity and masculine leadership and coming from your heart, not from your head and really getting the impact of where you, you fell short and sold her short. That's where we all have to start and if she can feel that you're really feeling this, and that you're not doing it to unburden yourself but you're doing it to unburden her you're doing it as an honor to her soul, then you will start to be able to earn your way back into trust and back into the intimacy and back into the love and back into the relationship, back into her heart. All right, so let's get into why is it that you get triggered? We've all heard the word triggered or charges or polarity, and each and every one of us could admit that we have some sort of an issue with someone. Maybe it's a brother, maybe it's a father, maybe it's a friend or an ex-friend, a wife or an ex-wife, or people out there have a tendency to trigger us. So here's something that I want to invite you into visiting the possibility of from this perspective, which is this. People do not trigger you. I'll say it again. People do not trigger you. Situations, circumstances do not trigger you what they do is they trigger your triggers. Meaning, if you didn't have a trigger, then people or situations or circumstances could never trigger you. It's you that has the trigger. And all they're doing is activating something that's already inside of you. It's like a match, igniting the flame. But if you didn't have it inside of you, then there's nothing to trigger. So, then you have to take a look at, so why is it that I get triggered? And usually you will say something like, well, I don't like that this person did this, or I don't like people that are like that, or this person's like this, or this person did that, and I'm nothing like that. I would never do what this person did. I'm not anything like them. And we have this solid belief that the person that's activating us or triggering us, or we have a charge with we're not like them. I'm nothing like my father. I'm nothing like my brother. I'm nothing like that guy. And as long as you believe that, you will be a prisoner to that. Because whatever somebody else possesses that you think you're not, whatever is triggering in you and you say I'm not that. That person's that I'm not that. The promise is that you will get more of that in your life. The promise is the longer you resist taking ownership that a part of you is the same way or possesses the same thing, the same quality, characteristic, trait, the longer you resist it, the more it will persist. The longer you resist, the more it will persist. So let me give you an example. So I always had this trigger where if somebody were to litter, it would charge me up. It would polarize me. I would have choice words. I used to pick up candy wrappers off the street and tap people on the shoulder a block or two later and say, you dropped this two blocks ago. And I would see people, you know, eating a Snickers bar or a candy bar or whatever have you. And then they'd throw it away into the garbage. They'd miss the garbage. And somehow they felt that because they took the jump shot and missed like Michael Jordan misses occasionally, LeBron James misses occasionally. And somehow they felt like, well, I don't have to pick it up. What about the commercial from the 70s with the Native American crying, where if everyone were to litter, what would our city look like? So it's easy for me to say, well, I'm not like that. I don't litter. So of course, it's going to bother me. And of course, I could judge that person. Of course, I could name, shame, judge, and project this person because I'm nothing like this person. Uh -uh -uh, Not so fast, because you all have an example like this, right? The things you don't like about other people, you think you're not that way. You think you're nothing like that person. So it's easy for you to judge them and be bothered by them. So then I say, well, if I don't litter, okay, maybe I don't litter and this person litters so I can see I don't litter, but a person that litters is what? And a person that litters is selfish, is self-entitled, is lazy, and you can come up with more adjectives. So then I say, well, am I self-entitled? Are parts of me self-entitled? Well, yeah. Are parts of me lazy? Yeah. Are parts of me selfish? Yes. So now I realize, wow, I'm not really different than the person that littered. It might show up in a different action, but I'm no different. And what you can't see, what's invisible to you, is that you are getting caught up on the action that the person's taking or the activity or lack of action that they're taking or not taking, and you're missing the mark of seeing that you possess the same trait. You possess the same qualities. And if you can't see it in your own life, then of course you will have a judgment about somebody else. Also, as long as we're naming, blaming, shaming, judging, projecting, getting activated, getting polarized, having a trigger with somebody else, guess who we never have to take a look in the mirror and see. That is correct. You never have to see yourself. As long as you're being bothered by other people, you get to judge those people. You get to point a finger and you've all heard point one finger out and you have three of them pointing back at you. So the triggers, the reason we have triggers is because we believe that we're not like this person that is doing or not doing what they're doing. The other reason that we have triggers, and it's important for us to make this connection, is that there were things that happened in our life where we have buried the emotions of it. We didn't always have the safety to feel the full range or the full experience of a certain emotion. And we pushed those emotions down. And now certain people are designed by our soul to bring those emotions to the surface to give us an opportunity to feel these things. And so when we suppress and repress and push down emotions, eventually they have to come to the surface. So we invite people into our life to trigger us, to bring the emotions to the surface so we can finally be with what we keep trying to avoid, we keep trying to resist, but what we resist persists, what we stuff down keeps coming around, what we ignore keeps showing up at our door. And lastly, one of the reasons that we really get triggered is that we can't see that just about every relationship that we have with people, whether it's our wife, an ex-wife, a friend, an ex-friend, a brother, a sister, a relative, a friend that's no longer a friend, whoever it is, all relationships that we have, have a tendency to stem from the initial relationship that we formed with a mother and father or the people that raised us. And we have a list, here's what I like about that person, here's what I don't like about that person, or here's what I love about that person, here's what I hate about that person. And little by little by little during the course of your life, Friends are the people you put into the box of things you liked or loved about the parent that raised you or parents that raised you. And the things that you dislike or get triggered by or have activation or polarity or charge with are the things that you dislike or hated about the people or the person that raised you. And you will see that every relationship you have stemmed from the relationship to your parents or those that raised you. And if you want to have a greater level of intimacy, a greater level of um, depth in your relationships, you will have to learn how to connect with your charges and your polarities and how to diffuse them, how to dive into the center of them and get with them by feeling the emotions. This is exactly what we teach at our Man on Fire four-day immersion. This is exactly what we teach in our different coaching programs, how to surrender into the emotions and face and feel them like the buffalo that can go into the center of the storm. Because if we have all these emotions pushed down inside of us, people, of course, in situations and circumstances, of course, are gonna activate us, of course, are gonna trigger us because we haven't gotten with our triggers yet. Then you throw on top of that, we believe we're not like that, so we're building up this solidified sense of self and we refuse to see it. And so, of course, it keeps activating us because as long as we get to judge other people for it, we never have to look in the mirror. We never have to look at our own life. We never have to dig up our own emotions. And it's so easy to name, blame, shame, judge, project, and point our finger out until one day you realize you're the common denominator. You're the one that's stuck. You're the one that's frustrated. It's your pattern. So, this is a beautiful opportunity to excavate, to be an archaeologist and dig up all of those bound up. Emotions, the bound up energy inside of all the stuff that you push down and have an opportunity to be with these feelings. And the more that you discharge the emotions, the more that you release your triggers, and this bound energy becomes beautiful, free energy around you, making you more available, changes the dynamic of the space of you interacting with another person, meaning the energy you give off now is full of life and full of light. And so your interaction with another person changes. If you're A and they're B, and your relationship equals C, In order to change C, A or B must change. So if you change and you allow your discharges or you allow the charges to be discharged, you allow the polarities and um, triggers to become free, then all of a sudden your energy that you give off to the space around you changes. And therefore your relationship with other people will change. How they experience you will change, how you experience them will change because you are no longer the same person because that bound energy became liberated. It became free energy in your space. So this is a beautiful opportunity for you guys to learn why it is that you get triggered. All right, let's get to another question that was submitted. This gentleman writes that my partner just moved out and we ended the relationship. Then I pulled my head out of my butt and I realized I screwed up. I called her and asked if she would date me again so I can prove to her that I can open my heart. She agreed, and we are living apart and dating. Does this have to be a step backwards? Can it be a lateral or a sideways step? Can it be the catalyst I need to level up and realize I'm the protector of her sacred feminine heart and not a little boy who flares up when his ego is hurt? Okay, beautiful share, beautiful question. And here's what I'm hearing really inside of all this. The question that I have for you for the gentleman who wrote this is, are you truly ready to live a life of more integrity? Are you ready to live with more authenticity? Are you ready to live with more congruence, with more coherence into the alignment of who you truly are? Or is this going to be the hamster on the wheel, the groundhog day? Will this be a perpetuation of a pattern that you probably have seen before in your life? Where things are going well, and then you find a way to sabotage them. By the way, guys, this doesn't only happen in relationships; it happens in business, it happens with our finances and career, where we have these uh, mechanisms in place of self sabotage. So there's a lot there for you to look at as to you know how deep do the hurts go, how much betrayal has there been? You only shared with me one of the situations, um, but. You know, for a woman to move out of your home, there had to be a, a big amount of hurt that transpired there to her heart. And just because she agreed to come back doesn't mean that she's not guarded, doesn't mean that she's not protecting, and doesn't mean that she trusts you yet. And the name of the game for you will be consistency. You know, it's one thing what we say, and then our actions have to match our words. And not only do our actions have to match our words, but we have to have our words come from our heart, not our head. So there's a lot there for you to look at. Uh, It's important that you look at why did you screw up? You know, what was behind that? What are you running away from? What are you trying to move towards? Are you really done being a little boy? Are you done being immature and running the immature masculine? I don't have enough details, but what I can say is that you do have it right in that we are here to be the guardian protector and the gatekeeper of the feminine heart. Not many men are up for that level of responsibility and maturation into their leadership. Make sure you're one of them. All right, let's see if we can pull out one or two more questions and we'll call it a day, guys. This gentleman writes, my girlfriend and mother of my child had me move out two months ago from fighting too much and says I don't listen and that she's scared of me. I've done therapy for anger, now talking, taking vitamins for mood and stress Seems to be going better. I do everything I can for her, even living somewhere else. Any help would be much appreciated. Thanks in advance. Okay. So this, you know, falls into the category, obviously, guys, of where are we at in our growth? Where are we at in our life relative to our growth? Are we done being the Playboy? Are we done being the steamroller? Are we done being the gaslighter? Are we done being, you know, the guy that's always trying to maintain control and use force as opposed to power? Are we done naming, blaming, shaming, judging, and projecting? Have we risen into a deeper level of our own maturation? maturation? Are we ready to truly be the protector and the guardian and the gatekeeper of the feminine heart? Or are we going to keep running our game, keep running our patterns, keep running and letting the ego win the war, leaking our energy, whether it's to booze, whether it's to weed, whether it's to video games, whether it's to other women, porn, you name it. Are you ready to be one of the few men that steps into his maturity and comes from a place that most men don't, where you up-level yourself, you change your peer group, you hang out in environments that are going to call you forward, not keep you the same. You think of Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. He had to eventually graduate his friends who are amazing guys. They love him. They'd fight for each other. They protect each other, but at the end of the day, they're holding each other back because they all had the same habits of just drinking and doing nothing with their lives. That's not a judgment, that's just a statement of fact. The question is, how far do you wanna go? Are you ready to up-level? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to expand? Are you ready to fly? Are you ready to change your peer group? Are you ready to stand as the man that God intended you to be? Are you ready to raise the bar? Do you have that hunger? Because as the great Tony Robbins shared, you get what you're willing to tolerate. So what is it that you've been willing to tolerate? And are you done with that? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you truly ready to grow? Are you just going to live into the fantasy of one day, someday, I'll eventually, no, you won't. Not until you put the sword in the ground, not until you are decisive, not until you're committed, not until you get support, not until you're challenged, not until you're held accountable. So for those of you listening right now and you actually want to be held accountable, You want to be challenged, you want to be pushed, you want to be stretched, you want to be made uncomfortable, you want to grow, you want to be supported, you want to be held to the fire of your true potential. Are you ready to invest in yourself, time wise, money wise, energy wise? Are you truly ready to invest in yourself? This is a free platform where you're finding my videos. But if you want a deeper level of support, if you were already to truly spread your wings and to truly grow. Break through a ceiling, land on another floor, break through another ceiling, land on another floor, break through another ceiling, land on another floor, because you know you're built for more and you know you've been playing small and you're truly ready to grow. You're done hurting people. You're done betraying your soul and you are ready to grow. Be honest with yourself. All right, guys, we covered a lot. We addressed three or four questions that were put out there by men in the community. And We took a deep dive into understanding where your charges come from, your polarities, and we uh, learned a lot together. So as always, it's an honor and a privilege to be of service to my fellow brothers and keep finding me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and the other social platforms. So much love, so much respect to your growth. It's your man on fire, mentor, David Mailer. Have a beautiful day, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.